forever. Dog. Hi, Anna. Hi, Andrew. And hey, everybody else. And welcome to our podcast, Scary Scary Stories Stories to Tell on the Pod. pod. It is a scary story podcast about scary stories. That's it. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) And um, we're we're one of those sort of chatty podcasts where the hosts are friends. Um, Mm -hmm. It's not a very well-researched podcast. It's sort of a loose, fun podcast. It's really good to have on in the background if you plan to sort of leave the room or you're doing chores. Um, which, you know, there's room, we, we all need that podcast and this is, this is good. This it's is great. one of those. Also, we've been told it's, if you're a coroner or if you are a mortician, it's great if you're attending to, um, a dead body. Yeah. It's a really great podcast for if one of you is not able to process stimulus anymore. <laughs> Anna, it is a Friday. Oh. <gasps> I've never heard you say that before. It's a sick new thing we're trying, everybody. This is, it's perverted, really. And it's because of Forever Dog. And they're all pervs over there. I'll be the first to say. It's it's like perv island. And they they had a sick twisted idea to switch to Wednesday to Friday. And we love it. We love it. We love ringing the weekend in with you. We hope you've had a lovely work week. Um, and, uh, and yeah, it's almost the weekend. And here is a scary story to usher that in. Yes. Oh, it's fun to be scared on a Friday, huh? It, we love to be scared on a Friday because that means if you lose any sleep, you can wake up late. That's true. Um, Anna, I yes. believe it's my turn to tell a scary story. It is Definitely your turn. And this one is a true roller coaster ride. It is also one of the few scary stories to have an exc- exclamation point at the end of it, title wise. <gasps> That's so exciting. Um, and this is from Scary Stories 3 of the Scary <gasps> Stories to Tell in the Dark trilogy. This story, Anna, is called It's Him. Oh. The woman was the meanest, most miserable person you could imagine. (gasps) Okay, I like her already. (laughs) And her husband was just as bad. The only good thing was that they lived in the woods all by themselves and couldn't bother anybody else. One day, they were off somewhere getting firewood, and the woman got so mad at her husband that she grabbed an axe and (gasps) cut his head off, just like that. And she buried him. Nice and neat, and went home. She made herself a cup of tea, and she went out on the porch. She sat there, rocking in her rocking chair, sipping her tea, thinking how glad she was that she had done this awful thing. After a while, she heard an old, empty voice out in the distance, moaning and groaning, and it was saying, Who's going to stay with me this cold and lonely night? Who? It's him, she thought. And she hollered back, Stay by yourself, you old goat. Uh. But then 
she heard the voice again. Only now it was closer, and it was saying, Who's going to sit with me this cold and lonely night? Who? Only a crazy man, she shouted. Sit by yourself, you dirty rat. Then she heard the voice even closer, and it was saying, Who's going to be with me this cold and lonely night? Who? Nobody, she sneered. Be by yourself, you miserable mole. She stood up to go into the house, but now the voice was right behind her, and it was whispering, Who's going to stay with me? This cold and lonely night. Before she could answer back, a big hairy hand came around the corner and grabbed her, and the voice hollered, in parentheses, as you say this next line, grab one of your friends. You are! And that's the end, Anna. my God. Andrew, this is a mess. This is... Is this is why you know back then used to marry just whoever was single in your hometown? This is why you diversify. You go on some dates with people from different places, different points of view. And here's the thing: if you uh, two mean people can't can't you know can't be together. That's <laughs> true. And a mean person shouldn't be with a nice person either. That's really true. So, so mean people should be. I don't know. Figure I, it out. Yeah, you do. You just don't have to be mean. I mean that. That's yes. a very simple solution. My God. And this, so this is a murder story and some stories have murders and some don't. Sometimes people die in car accidents or, you know, they just die because they're old. Um, but there are murder stories. Um, like, uh, the haunted house is a murder story with a scary woman. Um, uh, the little black dog. I feel like there's murder in that. I mean, one might argue such things happen. That man. I was just thinking about Addie Fitch yeah. and the wife said that he was murdering her. And, but I would say that's self-defense. That's true. Yeah, that's true. She was, she was casting spells. She was. And you know what? He, he it was manslaughter. It was vehicular manslaughter that he hit her cat. That was yeah. not murder. No, no, no jury would convict him of that. Um, although I don't like that a cat died. So that's I points know, off. That's true. Anna, are She's you seeing this illustration? I can't look at it. I'm too scared. It is. Okay. The, the wild thing about the story is that it is in the funny story section. And yet the illustration is uh, uh, the most repulsive, horrific thing I think I've ever seen in my life. It, it like looks like an animal, right? A little bit. It's, it's like a, a big, de- it's a head floating head. Yeah, it's awful. With Stephen Gamble roots, he's got nothing but three teeth in his head. He's got an upturned piggy nose. He's got one big weird ear. He's got a real strange male pattern baldness, and his eyes are pure orbs. One is much larger than the other. This image haunted me, Anna. It's too scary, Andrew. What are we going to do? What do we call? I think, well, here's the thing. I think maybe what... What um, master illustrator Stephen Gamble was doing here is like, it's so scary that it should be funny. Like the eyes are maybe a gesture towards this being goofy. Sure. I don't know. It, this is like hearing it out loud. Again, we've talked about how 
um, hearing it out loud changes the stories and that these stories were meant to be read out loud, even though a lot of us sort of read them quietly to ourselves as children. Right. But hearing it out loud, I was like, this is one of the scariest stories that I've heard. Yes. Like, it, it is top to bottom a nightmare. Like these two people, let's talk about what's scary about the story. Uh, these two people who hate each other, who live in the woods, it feels like a post-apocalyptic world. Right. Like it could be in the sort of scary stories. Is it the 1970s or the 1850s? Um, but it also feels like it could be like a salad fingers type, um, like dystopia. Yes. That um, is exactly what I was thinking. You're right. Salad fingers is just what it is. Um, and, uh, I was going to say, um, just that they're so mean to each other and they live in the middle of nowhere and that they, she just chopped his head off and no one would find out. I know. And it seems like nobody would really miss him if they did. They both sound awful. I know. Also, to the, the murder by axe, I think we have this false equivalency in our head that like you can cut off um, a person's head like you're cutting a cucumber. That's hard work. Yeah, that makes sense to me. What was it? Some... It was either a real king. Oh, no, it was somebody from Game of Thrones. I get this confused where like my brain is so um, full of holes from worms eating it that like I can't remember if something's history or if it was Game of Thrones. But it was someone trying to decapitate someone and they're like a shitty jerk who's doing a bad job and then uh, th- like gave someone like a really bad death. And it's like, oh, I just fucking that. learn how to do what you're doing if you're going to do it. Thank you. Someone had to say and that about axe murder. And that's a, that's advice that you can apply to sort of anything. But I would say don't kill someone with an axe. Yeah. I mean, if we would say first and foremost, please don't kill anybody. And then also if you're going to an axe is it, it's a blunt. It really is a blunt instrument because you're chopping wood with it. It's very rarely going to be sharp enough. Oh, is that what it is? Wow. Well, it's, it, I mean, it's not, it's not like blunt, blunt, but like, you know what I mean? I, I don't know that I've ever seen an axe where I'm like, careful, don't touch the blade. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, yeah, what else is scary about this? I guess um, I guess immediately your husband's your husband's decapitated body coming back for you like not even waiting a day. Yeah, a horny a horny ghost zombie. This also is in the category of story where you're like is it a ghost? Is it the actual dead body? We don't really know. Right. It's sort of like best of both worlds. Um like it uh it it's horny a little bit. That's true. Is what we're supposed to believe. It wants to be held at night. It's true. It escalates. Who's going to be with me? Who's going to sit with me? And now it's like, who's going to stay with me tonight? Yeah. And it's like, I don't know you like that. We just broke up. If, I mean, if we were different sort of people, Anna, I could see, I could see in, in yesteryear, uh, dating app time, uh, us having like that be the intro text, you know, who's going to stay with me this cold and lonely night who, and then just like, see what happens there. Yes. I think that's a great way to sort of bait your line, you know, <laughs> to cull through the rabble. Yes, exactly. You want to find a spooky one. Um, another thing but, that always threw me about this story was the presence of a big hairy hand. I know. I, I guess it's, I guess we're supposed to believe that like hairy people are angrier. Yes. And, Which and I guess hairy hands are somehow scarier than a non hairy hand. Yeah. Especially when you're a kid. That's like, true. The fact that people had hair on their hands as a kid. We were just talking about, I was remembering with my friends, uh, uh, some teacher 
from ninth grade and they were like, Oh, I remember that he had these hairy knuckles and I would just look at them and be like, ew. But also on some level be like, I freaking like that. (laughs) Like (laughs) discovering that you're straight um, because of people's hands. But like, I remember, yeah, just like body hair was just so interesting. I know it's so, I mean, um, the big one in my middle school was, uh, someone would say, you know, the first sign, you know, you're gay is if there's hair on your knuckles. And then oh. when the person looked, you would say, and the second sign is looking and God almighty, did I fall for that oh, every time it God. happened and it worked. You're gay now. And it worked. You know, I was, I found out I was gay through relentless bullying from the <laughs> far left middle school gay community. <laughs> Yeah, and that's yeah. <laughs> and you, they said, "Oh, thank you. Thanks for letting me know that I'm gay. This will help um, speed up the process. This really clears things up." Yeah. Yes, thank you. I know that's how I found out I had cancer. Was somebody who smashed my hand into my face? <laughs> Remember? It was if your palm smells like peanut butter, you have cancer. You, oh. put, you sniff your hand, and then they hit your hand into your face. That's a real thing. Like, you could have just hit me. I think it might also be one of those like gay test things. Yeah. But, like if your hands, smells, if your hands bigger than your face, you're gay. And then you put your hand on your face and they pop you in the face. Oh, I like, didn't know ugh, this. Just hit me. What's going, what are we doing here? It's so interesting how also like I'm looking back and I feel like a lot of the, the, the gay tests back then were, there was a, there was a very significant, uh, um, already out gay community at my middle school it was a middle school for the arts. Oh, and wow. so more than anything, it was sort of like, I wish I knew I was gay earlier because there were a lot of really cool gay kids. And it was kind of like, that was like an edgy, neat thing. <laughs> Amazing. God, you missed your exit. Yeah. One of the kids who did the morning announcements, he was gay and everyone was like, you know, he has a boyfriend. Oh, <laughs> <gasps> uh icon it was how's wild. he doing now is he doing good do i think know? he's okay i think he That's was also great. he was someone who um got a nose ring very early and that oh. was like people were really flipping out god of course what an event yeah an event for everybody um um what else is scary about this to me is the idea of a woman chopping his head off and you can just hear the silence after like how quiet it gets and also that she dug a hole and buried him and no one would know and it said nice and neat. The description of that, the Ugh. grave just scared me. It is scary. Also her going home and immediately making some tea and thinking back on how yes. happy she is about making this decision. Yes. Oh my God. Is that how is it, it says that she thinks about how happy she is? Yeah. She's like so proud of this thing that she's done. Oh my God. Um, and then let's, something I want to talk about is the insults. Oh yeah, please. Okay, so the first one is what? The first one is stay by yourself, you old goat. Old goat. Okay, cool. This is a great start off place. We're picturing a hairy guy because of the end. Yep. Old goat, a mean guy. That makes sense. What's the next one? Um, We're then going to a miserable. Oh, uh, you dirty rat. Another vermin. Dirty rat is a step up. Mm -hmm. That's a meaner thing to say. Yes. Yeah. Goats have use. They give milk, you know. Um, they can climb mountains. Rats are also smart, but, but plague spreaders. And so vectors of disease, unfortunately, very smart, affectionate, you know, affectionate. Yeah. You know, Uh, when it comes to insults, it's not great. Then, Anna, we end on, uh, you miserable mole, which is a mean one. Miserable mole to me felt like a dehyden. Oh, interesting. 
but it is the funniest, most specific. It's a rarer insult, so it does read as like more personal. That's true. That's true. Yeah, there's something about Miserable Mole. I think Miserable Mole cut like hits harder for me because it implies that maybe he didn't have great eyesight and um, that maybe he was kind of, um, it makes him sound nerdy. Yeah, we can read it as a personalized insult if he is sort of a bookish person. <laughs> right, right. Wow, yeah, that makes sense. It it's not as like a as like a a high energy crazy like it's not a show stopping insult. Yeah, but it feels like a low blow. That's true. That's you're right. Really true. No, you're right. I've come all the way around. This is the worst insult. Miserable mole. <laughs> also, like, I forget who talks about this, but like saying that somebody is unhappy. Oh, I think it was Julie Klausner tweeted about like saying that somebody or on her podcast was talking about how saying that somebody seems miserable is like one of the meanest things you can say about somebody. That's or, like, true. She's just so unhappy. You can tell Ugh. like is one of the meanest things you can say. And that like how weird that is. But like, it's true. Like. That's when you really want to insult somebody, you can say like, well, they're not even happy. And you know that they're not. Wow. That is true. I, I, that I am realizing like, that is probably the most, that is the most like cutting thing because everything about that person's existence, they're not satisfied. And that's mean. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're not even happy with being bad. Now, Um, what are we thinking in terms of casting Anna? God, this could go every way. Um, Catherine Hahn, obviously. Wow, yeah. Miserable go. I think that you should play her, honestly. I think the way that you were delivering those lines was really satisfying. I definitely, I mean, I was certainly channeling kind of a Phyllis Diller type. <gasps> I love that. Yeah. Oh my God, that's really good. Um, And so that's... that kind of uh, brassy over it. Oh yeah, like an Elaine Stritch, I can hear too. Wow, Elaine Stritch is a great yeah. Like if if this were like Elaine Stritch and um, uh, who's the guy from Law and Order who was the voice of Lumiere? God, I don't know. You know who I mean? Jerry Orbach. There was always oh god, I I didn't know he was Lumiere. Oh my god, that's crazy. And he he um, there were those ads on the subway when we were in college that were like some actors give it all on stage. Jerry Orbach gave his eyes, which is like, oh, and it was about it was donating for, your organs. Yeah, he donated his corneas. Yeah. And like, I was just going to say, when you said that he voiced Lumiere, it made me think about Lumiere's eyes differently. I was like, oh, those are a corpse's eyes, <laughs> oh, no. which is not how it works. It's not that you got your eyes from a corpse in your life. And <laughs> that applies true. to the cartoons you voiced. That's simply not true. <laughs> um. Yeah, I like this a lot. I kind I love old sort of Broadway standard like icons playing these roles. That's great. Yeah, for the man. I also I I the drawing looks a little bit like John C. Riley, who's somebody that we cast oh, a lot. Oh yeah. That's true. Um Yeah. I um, can see that. Maybe I Patty Lapone. Oh wow. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, we're going with icons. Um Yeah. Because it, it it lends itself to music, I feel. This could be a song, sort of back and yes. forth. Yes, yeah, definitely a duet where like each half of the song is a different song. Yes, totally. Like two characters singing two different songs. <laughs> um, I could, I definitely am picturing like Samuel L. Jackson and Black Snake Moan as the man. <gasps> oh, <laughs> his outfit. I could see him and Christina Ricci playing these parts. I love <laughs> Gathering that. Firewood and she's in her 
her Confederate flag T-shirt and that the fucking chain around her neck. It, Insane. It was a real film that came out. And SNL did a parody sketch called White Possum Scream right. with, um, with Rain, Rain Wilson. Wilson on it, yes. which is so funny. And then it was a full seven-minute sketch, which is unbelievable. <laughs> uh, it's really good. I like this casting very much. Um, I do too. Another thing that occurs to me uh, just with this story is, um, so it's a jump scare. Yes. But I feel like maybe the reason, I mean, as we've said, these insults are probably the reason why this is in the comedy section, because there's something very satisfying about um, decreasing the tension of the moment with um, insulting the scary thing. Yes. Good point. Which I do like. I mean, but then the twist is that she does end up getting snatched up by the by the dead body. But um, but I do think it, it allowing kids the opportunity to laugh in a scary story is a great gift. Yeah, that's true. Feeling scared and then laughing is good. It's yeah. helpful. I know we love it. Um, and I will say that I think being scared and laughing are very similar things. Oh, totally. It's primal it's panic. Like, it's like, yeah, it's like juicing your your uh, adrenaline and like making you laugh and making you scared. It's like a, a sudden like a... Ugh. Um, <laughs> and uh, it builds up to something that pays off. It's very similar. And also, it like if you're an adrenaline junkie of any kind, like feeling scared is important mm-hmm. and like... It's, it's all, it's all about entertaining yourself. Yeah. That's a really um, good, that's a really good know? point. And I think it's like, it's why this podcast makes sense. Spooky and funny fit together quite nicely. They go together like puzzle and puzzle. Um, Speaking of which, Anna, I feel like it's mm-hmm. time for our segment about, uh, did something spooky happen to you this week? Yes. Um, what could be spooky? Do you have something? Okay, so mine is mine is a medical related spooky that turned out to be fine. Oh, no. But um, okay. I uh, maybe I mentioned this a couple weeks ago. I went to my yearly skin checkup. Listen, everybody, you got to go to the dermatologist if you, if you can get that skin checkup. If you don't have insurance, you can usually do it for. They can usually like negotiate down to a pretty reasonable rate. Um, you got to catch skin cancers early. It's important. Um, and I went and got some spots biopsied that my dermatologist was like. Um, these are a little concerning. And I was like, okay, I'm prepping myself. So I waited two weeks. I get a call on Friday, like right at the end of work. And the most nervous person in the world is on the other end of the line. And is like, hi, I'm calling from the dermatologist's office. Um, uh, is, is Mr. Farmer there? And I was like, yes. And then the voice was like, um, first of all, um, how are you today? And I was like, oh, there's a bomb in my body, I guess. And I have eight minutes to live. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was God. like, I'm fine. And she was, and she was like, oh, good. Um, Okay. Uh, so, and she gave the hardest swallow I've ever heard on the phone. <laughs> and she goes, We're, I'm just calling about your biopsy results. And um, so the first one is uh, all clear. It's non-cancerous. It's fine. Long pause. I'm like. Okay, here it comes. She's like, and the second one, well, it's um, it's a little abnormal. And I'm like, okay. She goes, and uh, it's not cancerous, so everything's fine. And um, we'll see you again in six months. And I was like, what 
on Earth. And then, Anna, the phone ended with, and uh, just can I get um, you to say that it's okay that this call is recorded for uh, training purposes? I'm um, I'm in training. And I was like, do oh. not this poor medical professional to like the this must be the most stressful thing in the world to call and practice giving people their biopsy results. Oh my god, Andrew, this so I'm much more like the woman in the story than you are in <laughs> in the in the scary story than you are is what I've learned that you are a wonderful angel cherub because my first thought was this person should not be any kind of health provider. It is completely inappropriate and whoever is training her is doing a bad job. That is so like I was like, this person is a sadist. They like they're doing this on purpose. I w- yeah, it was a really wild. It was a really wild experience. Oh, but um, that's so. I'm so sorry. I'm so glad everything's fine. But me oh my too. god, thanks me so. Ugh. It's okay. I mean, I <sighs> guess, and it's funny because I then told Chris this story, and um, Chris used to work at the Apple Store, and he said, "Oh, he was like, oh, that's how I would be on the phone, like." Talking to customers on the phone is the most stressful thing in the world. But if I was giving results as to whether or not they had skin cancer or not, that would be even more stressful. Oh, my God. But it's also like when you're training, like my dad, um, not to brag, but my dad's a pharmacist. Sorry. Charmed life. Everything's going well. My dad's a pharmacist. Yeah, I guess you could just say I'm that bitch. Um, He teaches a pharmacy lab and like part of it is training them of how to like talk to people because a lot of these people are like stem weirdos who are perfect with math and science and like the soft skills are right. less developed because they've just been in a damn library studying chemical compounds for five years um but so like there there's there has to be more guidance with that but i will say my answer to yours will be this wasn't something recently this is from a couple months ago oh boy and it was so messed up that i was like i can't even think about this like it was so messed up that I was like, I can't even complain about this that much. <laughs> and I love <laughs> complaining, but like it, ugh. okay. So we have to get COVID tested all the time every day. Mm-hmm. And this was back in like November or something where it was like, I can't believe we haven't been shut down yet. I right. can't believe I'm doing this. This is like, uh, there's a plague happening and we are doing <laughs> television. It seemed like the world ended and we're still making comedy <laughs> for no one um, for network television. But okay, if this is how I die, then I absolutely am happy to. And uh, we got, we get rapid tested every day. And uh, this woman I'd never seen before called me up. And she said, hi, um, what's your Anna? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, okay, um, date of birth. And I said my name, my date of birth. And she said, okay, um, well, I just, I have to tell you. And as Ugh. she's doing this, I'm thinking of anybody that I was like near. And we wear masks and like, I'm very, like, everyone's pretty, like, I, I don't, I violate any of the terms like, I, right. but I was still like, I am going to knock out a department. Like, cause I, <laughs> you, you really don't know what's going to like contact trace out, like people near you, whatever. And I was like, I'm going to end the show. This is going to like, people are going to die. Cause oh. there are a lot of people over the age of 50, right? you know, or like, you know, not that that like, but it's people that like, 
I'm just thinking of all the people that I've killed as she's doing this and that it's going to be my fault and that it's going to be really embarrassing. And it's going to be something that I'm going to have to live with the guilt of for the rest of my life. So I've already killed 50 people um, (laughs) as she's doing this. And she said um, that your results are negative. Oh my God. Sorry. I couldn't resist. You look so nervous. That's why I did that. Oh my God. And I was like, what? And she's like, yeah, well you're, you're on the funny. You're like, basically it was like, you're on the comedy show. So like I was being funny and like, I'm a very non-confrontational person. Um, but out of my mouth, I, I just said, Oh, don't do that. Oh, (laughs) of course. Please don't don't do that. And I kind of looked at the person who was there with her, who I recognized from before. And they looked like kind of grossed out at just being like, how did this occur? And I was stunned and I just took the thing and walked away. And I was so relieved that I didn't have it because it's like, this is around the time where we were learning about like long haul COVID and like that. Oh, it can change your brain forever. Like we didn't know what was going on. Right. And it it just, it was so disgusting that she did that. That's like, it was like, should I like file a complaint about this person? But it was like, I I, I don't know. Like, I don't want to, like, I'm sure that she's in trouble anyway, because someone just saw it. And I'm sure, like, she's worried about being in trouble and won't do it again because it seemed like I was upset. Yeah. And, like, I just feel like by the time you're lodging a complaint, it's like, I don't know. But, I know. Uh, but then I don't think I've seen her back there. So <laughs> I don't know. I, I will just, like, if there's any if there's anything that can be taken away from this, it's that never, <sighs> when, when it comes to, like, medical information, it, like, it's just best not to... Don't prank about that. It's not good yes. for pranks. No, and every every other result I've gotten has been extremely straightforward. Yes. And like they understand that you're waiting to find out that you've killed 20 people. Right. <laughs> like, so very quick and very clear. Um <laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm very sorry that you had experienced that. Oh, it's um, okay. I'm I'm grateful that it's over. It, it was it, the fact that she was actually nervous, I was like, oh, okay, you know. Um, yeah, it was that she was nervous to talk to people on the phone because guess what? Zoomers don't talk on the phone. Wow. And we said it. And we said it. We're freaking Chugi. Whatever. It's fine. <laughs> oh, man. The revelation of Chugi this week. I'm. It's Chugi. Finding out about Chugi last week is Chugi. And I'm happy <laughs> to be part of it. My friend Kim Ferguson texted her five-year-old niece, am I Chugi? And she responded, yes. Oh. And then she said, could you ask your older sister? And she said, I don't know. My older sister's Chugi. Chugi is so freaking Chugi. Chugi feels like um, the Zoomer version of Grib. And I feel like maybe maybe <laughs> if I was on TikTok, I could get Grib started. Grib is Chugi. Yeah. Like not the concept, but the, the Grib. Ultimately Grib. Um, yeah. Oh, I also want to say this is in this week's segment of I was wrong. Okay. Um, a Scottish listener, Anna. Uh, reached out on Twitter to say that there are significant parts of Scotland that are not so spooky and are often quite sunny. And so it's good to know this that. This is Scottish nuance corner. Yes. But I have to say, Scotland is one of the rainiest countries in the world. It is, it is but it is good to know that there are. Take the note. <laughs> Be less rainy. Uh, it's not my fault. I'm mostly delighted to have a Scottish listener. It really oh, is. Oh, it's a, exciting. It's a real delight. Um, we're, the people are listening with an accent. We're, <laughs> we're big fans of Scots here. 
Um, and also, if you'd like to follow us on Instagram or Twitter, you can. We're at scary story underscore pod. And you can buy merch from us. You sure can. If you want, which you should. You and, should want that. <laughs> and of course, transcripts for this episode and several of the previous episodes and all upcoming episodes are available at the Forever Dog Podcast website. Um, yeah. And you should leave a five-star review and rating on iTunes or wherever the hell you do it. Oh, we'd love that. Okay. And another thing that I didn't realize, I, I, everyone, like, podcaster was like, and please subscribe because it makes a difference. I, I, oh. I feel like I subscribe to so few podcasts, but apparently it does make a difference. So if maybe oh. you listen to this podcast and you haven't subscribed, um, do that and we would appreciate it. Oh, my God. I love subscribing. You got to do this. We love it. And something um, else you got to do? Get, get out. out. Forever. This has been a Forever Dog production. Scary Stories to Tell on the Pod is executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Produced by Tracy Soren. Original theme music by Chris Ryan. Cover art by Bats Langley. To listen to this podcast ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcasts.com slash plus. Check out video clips of our podcasts on YouTube at youtube.com slash team, And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Forever Dog Team to keep up with all the latest Forever Dog news. <laughs>